Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near. Today we're going to merge our discussion topic with John's Week in the Parks. There's a lot to unpack and a lot of things that have happened, a lot of announcements and just in general, a lot of topics that we'd like to really cover in relation to John's week in the parks. So with that, John, let's get started. What did you see in the parks this week? Well, I have, uh, I, I actually went to the parks twice this week. So it was a good, not a bad week for uh, park reservations. And I posted a, a, a Space Mountain Q video earlier this week. And I think I must have done it on Sunday or Monday because I watched it myself a bunch of times and it really made me want to ride Space Mountain. And luckily, I was out jogging on Tuesday and I'm like, I, I'm, my, my workload's a little light for my second job. And I thought, I wonder if I could ride Space Mountain today. So I, while I was jogging, I pulled my phone up and I checked and sure enough reservations were available for the same day on tuesday so i uh, i made them for myself and my daughter and i wasn't sure if she would want to go but it turns out she did so i'm glad i i added her on there my wife was working so she wouldn't have been able to go so anyway i got reservations for the magic kingdom and uh, so we went there uh, tuesday around five o'clock uh, we didn't get to try the face, the facial recognition thing because I guess the they were probably testing that earlier in the day. I don't think I would have bothered anyway. I'm only there a few hours. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into that too much. But I did see a lot of interesting things in the park. It was uh, it was fairly busy, and you know uh, one of the one of the. Uh, well, first of all, I guess we could say we went on the Haunted Mansion first. The Haunted Mansion queue has been so low lately. And I guess because there's no social distancing involved in the ride itself, it's an omni-mover, it never stops. But I find that a little odd because that always had a pretty good line. And that is the one ride that I literally walked right onto it again. Like, just mm. walked walked right through. And... Uh, after that, the other ride that my daughter really wanted to ride because she hasn't been there in you know probably two or three months was Pirates. So we went and we waited for Pirates, and it was quite the wait. I'd say we waited at least forty minutes or so. Um, it was fine. It's worth the wait. It's always nice to ride Pirates. So we did that, and then what was the other one? I wanted to ride uh, Space Mountain, so we went across the park and went to Space Mountain queue. This is the one that kind of bothered me a little bit because I've been going two or three times a week pretty much since July 7th when they reopened. And the uh, the queues have not been, even when they're long, they never really stop. So I've never been bothered by waiting in the queues anymore. And I used to time all of the queues because... With FastPass, it kind of felt like forever because there'd be so many times where you just don't move at all. 
But with the new line system, you know, with no fast pass in effect, the lines moved enough that I really felt like I was never waiting. Even if I waited 30 minutes, it was basically a really slow 30 minute walk. And I, it was fine. Like that doesn't bother me at all. Um, h- however, I, I've begun to notice, and this is both my park experiences. While I was on waiting for Space Mountain, the line moved extremely slow, meaning I would sit for minutes at a time and not move at all. And I thought to myself, this is not this is not the experience that I've had up until this point. And I noticed a very large amount of people going through the fast pass line. And, you know, just at first I thought, oh, it, it's just uh, what do you call it? The special needs pass or something uh, the pass for people that, for whatever reason, can't wait in line, which I didn't even know they had that back, honestly. But I, And the reason I thought it was that was my neighbor uh, from Pennsylvania was there the week prior, and I visited her. And one of her comments was that um, was the people in the fast pass line. She had said there are so many people there, and she asked the cast member, why are all these people in the fast pass line when there is no fast pass right now? And she was told that that it is, uh, I guess, basically a disability pass or something along those lines. I, I always forget what you call it exactly, because the reason she didn't get it was she she has a uh, severely autistic son. She decided not to get it because she didn't want to bother with the doctor's note and this and that if the lines at least moved fairly quickly she said he could handle that you know but if they stop and don't move that's when the meltdowns would happen and so uh, i guess she experienced the same thing and was told it was the disability passes and based on what i saw i was there tuesday and then i was at epcot on thursday there is no way that they are all disability passes because there are just endless people going through the uh, fast pass lines on popular attractions and i'll get into it more but on space mountain i noticed it because you know the pass is right next to you and again i don't know what anyone's disability would be and that's not my place to even ask and i didn't but i was literally recording in line and i saw you know a two little girls run past run down the fast pass lane dressed up as many and then the mom kind of running behind them and i was like that's obviously not a physical disability because <laughs> these mm. people are literally running to the front of the line so you know there but there's many disabilities that it could be but again something is wrong because disney cracked down on the overuse of that before so they're either giving fast passes to some group to somebody for some reason that is well beyond any disability pass and i don't know what's going on but it's made it's made the lines much less bearable and like i said this is fairly recent that whatever is going on has grown to the point of uh, you can really feel it now like i waited in the splash mountain line as well and i watched for over an hour as people walked right through the front and you know, went right to the front of the line. And I also noticed there was no backup of the fast pass line, meaning 
every single person who was in the fast pass line took true priority, which I thought was surprising too. I used to get frustrated in the fast pass line when I would have to wait fairly long. Like I used to call fast pass, you know, slightly less waiting because you'd basically be waiting in that too. The people in this and the fast passes during this past week, they were not waiting at all, meaning they were. Uh, less than a minute like there was no backup of them if they showed up they went right through and again that's kind of how it's supposed to be but it wasn't like that for so long that i found it you know just odd the amount of priority that they were taking and again they would use the uh the uh they, they used their magic bands on the post they scanned them it went green and they went through and I definitely did see some people that had like leg injuries and stuff, and that's understandable. But like I said, it just feels like it was a lot more than that. It, it definitely, if that is just the disability ones, then we're going to be in trouble when FastPass comes back because they, a huge percentage of the visitors are disabled then at that point. So that, that's going to really complicate things. And I thought Disney had a problem with this before changed it where you need a medical statement from a doctor because so many people were trying to use it and maybe they stopped that policy i don't know like have you heard anything about that i when i was down there uh in september around labor day i noticed a similar thing not quite to the frequency that you're talking about but in particular on uh, rock and roller coaster and on tower of terror and i didn't even go on tower of terror the whole way you know because it was such a long wait but i did notice people going into this fast pass queue that was way backed up and um i for the most part you could tell they were people with disabilities and you know so i just assumed that uh some of the other people maybe just didn't have a disability that I would notice or whatever. You know, I, I didn't really dwell on it too much, but I did notice in that rock and roller coaster line, it, it seemed like it's, it, it prompted a question in my mind because it seemed like very well-dressed, maybe looking well-to-do people were getting into that line. And so I did kind of look and do a little bit of research after the trip on what might have been going on and there was some information out there um i'd say right around december whenever they were running some trials of the fast pass line to try and see what they could do with it to bring it back again um there was some people some vloggers there were some posts on message boards suggesting that club 33 members never they, they've had access to FastPass all along. So now Club 33 is very expensive. And, you know, if you have a lot of money, it's it's nothing for for you. And, and that's fine. Like, I don't I don't have a, I don't care that this isn't a class argument or anything. I, I don't really care about that. But if there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors that eventually FastPass was going to come back online as a premium option. So it's very possible that they might be running a trial to prepare for that premium option, John. I don't know. But like I said, I, I know I, disability, I, obviously disability. And I think Club 33 has had access to that all along. I have a feeling they are testing something because, again, I've been there. I was there in September as well. 
and I don't even notice the amount. Like when it comes to the disability pass people, it's not that huge of a number. And so yeah. it, it, it didn't even occur to me. Like I still never stopped moving. And this is right up from July till this past week. And like I said, I got in line for, for uh, Splash Mountain and I did time it after the... Uh, uh, space mountain line and the problem i have with not moving is i used to get fast passes for rides just go on them and leave because if i stand around too long the sciatic nerve in my right leg tends to i don't know what it does exactly but standing around makes it slip somehow i think it's from too much taekwondo in my 30s i mm-hmm. it, it and it's just one of those things it's just pain it's not you know, going to injure me permanently or anything. So I, I just try to avoid things like that. And it, it, I have not been bothered since, you know, since the reopening of the parks, I can ride whatever I want and I'm not bothered because a slow walk does not bother my sciatic nerve standing stationary for too long does. And I, uh, I noticed it immediately on splash mountain. I got in the line and normally it's a you know you move you move you move and it never stops and i got in the line and i i hit my watch or my uh, my timer on my phone and it was about 6 or 7 minutes we didn't move an inch hmm. and i'm like this is very unusual this is not what i have been experiencing and uh, you know that it, it's that you can't be stationary for that long without a significant number of people going through the fast pass line. And again, I have no problem at all with anybody who has a disability. And I know autism is a big one that people may look perfectly healthy and all that. So I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying anyone's taken advantage or anything else. I just think it's more than that. I don't think yeah. it is just the disability, uh, was it a rich person holiday or something? Is it like I don't know. a pile That's of gold week that they all the club thirty three people know. came out for a, a thing? That I, would, I, that would I explain it. I, don't, I mean, honestly, they don't they don't let me know about their holidays, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the way I feel about it is if and and I'll feel this way when I get down to the park, and I felt this way if that was what was going on. That's what was going on, but um, I I kind of. I have no problem with anyone. If if you have enough money to do that and that's your thing, and and you judge them hey, either. Even, I, don't, yeah, I don't blame them. You know, even if you're if you rented like a wing of the Grand Floridian and you're paying unbelievable amounts of money. Yeah. Hey, you should have a fast pass yeah. too. I mean, I can't say that that's a bad thing or a negative or. I mean, that might have been it. Maybe, maybe a group just uh, paid so much money to rent something. You know, um, some of the conventions I think used to get uh, some kind of premium benefits. Well, so I, don't I was know. thinking maybe some levels at Walt Disney World, like maybe. Um, you know, if you're paying for the most expensive yes. rooms at the beach club or something, maybe it's including fast passes a little extra because maybe the people who right. the high end clients, maybe they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll do this, but we don't, we don't want to, we can't wait in these lines. And then they're like, well, how about this? We're going to add yeah. fast pass for you. And you know how D- Disney is. That stuff spreads quick. So yeah, I, yeah. Con- I, concierge level does, by the way, get extra benefits. 
before the podcast, you and I were talking, John, and I, I said uh, they get to schedule their fast passes and their restaurant reservations, I believe, earlier than um, your average guest. And also, and this is something else I forgot to add, they get um, double, I think it's double fast passes amount. I, they, I think they get more fast passes, if I remember correctly, but it's uh, it, it's quite a cost increase for that concierge level so yeah, yeah I mean, it could have been it i don't know i and the other and the reason i'm mentioning it too is i know if you're thinking about going down soon i like to talk about what's going on in the parks because it's an ever-evolving circumstances and yeah. a lot of times i listen to a podcast and they're like oh i went down in august and it's empty and great you should go down you'll walk on everything there's no and there's truth to all this stuff in the time frame you look at it. And I'm just here to say, as someone who goes multiple times a week to tell you what is going on right now and how things are evolving and changing. And that's one that I really don't like. And I'll talk about it more when we get to Epcot. But um, as a little preview, you take fast passes being back, uh, social distance cues, and 90 degree heat put them all together and it's pretty rough and uh, I'll get into that more, but you could imagine, take those three things and it could be a rough summer. And you know, like everyone said, Oh, everything was fine with last summer. Well, it was pretty empty last summer in comparison to right now, uh, crowd wise. But anyway, we'll get to that. I, I got to ride. So in one night between like five and nine, I got to ride. The Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, and Space Mountain. That's a pretty darn good night. So mm -hmm. It's not all complaints. I was happy. I got to ride four of the best rides in all of Walt Disney World in one night. And But here's the difference. That took me four hours. Just a couple of weeks ago, It would I, I, I've done the same in like two. And, you know, just to give you an idea the difference um you could probably li listen to a two or three podcasts ago and i might have even said how many rides i went on and that's getting to the magic kingdom at five and they close at seven i feel like i got on the same amount of rides so yeah and and to put some perspective on that too we're still in different parts of the country it's still spring break and i, I let me just say number one it, we're recording this um end of march and the so by the time this gets released it'll be the beginning of april so because we're right at the very end of march and uh the the spring break's going to start to wind down so who knows what's going to happen yeah. after that but actually this coming week i'm blocked out for easter oh yeah there, which is even worse you know there you go but i i was gonna say a, like a uh, about a week and a half ago I guess it was school age kids spring break. Right, yeah, it was. And the it was so crowded that no availability was available for mm -hmm. anybody. And like I said, that this past week was in between the two spring breaks where I got same day at the Magic Kingdom. So I can't just blame crowd levels. If I can get yeah. in the same day with a re re reservation, it can't have been extreme at at the peak of its most crowded you know it just can't because i it yeah. wouldn't have been available yeah we're, we're literally also in the middle of the day i said can i go today and they're like sure yeah. it's open so that was pretty 
Yeah, and we're, we're also in a like you said a very fluid time where this is the you know we're we're starting to I mean things are somewhat returning to some normalcy state not totally but I mean obviously it's and it's being uh, applied in different ways across different parts of society and different states so it's kind of a strange time like this is an abnormal time is what i'm saying so i wouldn't necessarily look at march of 2022 or 2023 and say this is the way it's going to be it could be we don't know you <laughs> no, know who knows, who knows? They, <laughs> yeah. they seem to really be into it so it could well, be but but anyways john uh go ahead but, I, I didn't mean to interrupt Put a perspective on the time frame. Yeah, and I there one of the reasons I want to talk about this too is if you're like my neighbor and are have re- reservations soon and said, well, without fast pass, I don't need a uh, a, a special pass for my autistic child because you know it's we'll all be m- moving at least. Well, maybe you should rethink that because. Um, some form of fast pass is back and be it disability or special guest privileges it is there now so keep that in mind if you're uh, if someone in your family cannot handle waiting i would recommend trying to get that uh, pass and be one of those people in the fast pass line so mm-hmm. i recommend that yeah, or if you have tip. millions of dollars and you want to join club 33 i also recommend yeah Joining Club Thirty Three, if you have that kind of <laughs> yeah, if you have that kind of cash, go for it. I don't blame you. <laughs> I highly re- recommend it. Never been, but I'm sure the fast pass. So anyway, on the way back, I uh, my my daughter had never used the walkway to the parking lot again, so we also did that. Um, I got food again at Captain Cook's, and I got some tapioca coconut tapioca dessert from uh, the Kona Cafe and yeah it was good we didn't get out of there till, probably till like 10 30 but it was a good night all in all um oh one other negative thing I wanted to mention and I I I, I wasn't going to mention this for a long time but I I've seen it for so long now that it's definitely a thing when going around Walt Disney World now and and I know current employees and i haven't asked them like they they basically didn't say that they're supposed to but um, my wife worked at walt disney world for three years and she went through traditions and she's she's very big on sticking to the rules too big on it like drives me nuts (laughs) about you know doing the right thing all the time sticking to the rules all the time and anyway we had noticed, you know, after the park reopened, that cast members would be in groups more, and at least two all the time, and and they would be talking to each other, and that has not gotten to be less. That has gotten to be more and more, to, to the point where it's got to be on purpose, I'm thinking. There's always at least two of them standing together. Many times, like, we were there on... Uh, thursday and we pointed out groups of four groups of six groups of two all talking with each other like very in-depth conversations about talking to each other but anyway i mention it at this point in the story because as i'm walking through uh what's liberty square 
I'm going past the Hall of Presidents, and I was a little bit surprised to hear one cast member uh, talking to the other and, you know, very excitable. And I know how that can be. If you listen to the podcast, I get very excited as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they literally, I heard loud cursing coming from the cast member describing their feelings about something else. And I, I thought to myself, never in my life would I think that I would be walking in the middle of the Magic Kingdom and hear cast members cursing loudly, talking to each other yet, just like, and, and that's when I, that's, that, that's where I'd like to confirm with my wife. Cast members are not supposed to chit chat on stage. When you're on stage, you're supposed to to be uh, well. You're you're toting the story, and your focus is on the guest experience. There is no room for what you are doing in your personal life and talking to people like that. Just would not happen. That is not something that is allowed at Walt Disney World. And again, it, it's not to not because managers are mean or anything else. It's about the experience. Like you are supposed to be, they they call it a cast member because it's supposed to be like a big movie experience almost that you're all involved in, and you are an actor on stage, and you are not yourself talking with us. And again, that has just been gone, and it must be on purpose. I. I haven't been able to figure it out yet. It's either on, on purpose or Disney no, no longer cares about that or like that's that that definitely is a thing. And I've seen cast members and not just one or two and not just once or twice. Every single trip since going back has been constant. Uh, if you want to ask a cast member something, they're happy to help you, but they might finish the conversation with each other first. Like I've already walked up to them. They're talking to each other. And when they're done with their thought, they look at me and I'm like, this is just weird. Like not, not the Disney, uh, not the, uh, traditions way that I, that that it used to be. And now my wife's been pointing out too cast members on stage sitting around looking at their phone. Uh, just she notices it a lot because you know she's she she was very upset that she was let go as a full time employee, and she has like just about as perfect a record card as you could ever have. A long list of guests you know, guest uh, compliments and fellow cast member compliments about making magic and everything else. So she was very into it for the sake of, you know, uh, adding to the Disney magic. And so for her, she walks around and sees all these people not caring about the Disney, just taking you right out, like having their own in-depth conversations talking with each other uh, some of them are angry some of them are laughing loudly it's like it's not really something you've ever seen at disney before and like like i said i thought about this for a long time i haven't mentioned it on the podcast but when i literally heard loud swearing from a cast member and you know talking to another cast member about something they were upset about i i just can't believe that 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 it's getting to this point it seems to be getting worse instead of better and again if that's what disney wants i don't really care i don't run the company i'm just i'm bringing it up to state what was versus what is and it's things are getting weird at disney world 
And I, I will say this, uh, and I told you before the podcast when you mentioned this, uh, if I was at Disney World after, you know, paying all that money for this vacation, especially with my large family, and I heard that walking by with my kids in tow, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not some prude. I have a very foul mouth in my... Yeah, me in too. My, I swear know. a lot. <laughs> so I'm not saying that I I am a prude. And my kids have heard me swear too. So it's not like it would be language that they wouldn't hurt. It's about the customer experience and about what I'm paying for. I'm not paying to go to work and, and you know, listen to myself and my foul mouth co-workers, you know, go back and forth on stuff. I'm stepping and transitioning into a a world that those people as you said have been trained through traditions they've been trained through it whether they listen to it or whether they follow their training yeah, is up and to i them. told you my wife follows rules like that to the t so yeah. even if i saw her when she was working she didn't talk to me i'm not really a guest <laughs> it's like she, yeah. her focus was 100 on guest experience at all times She's not going to be like, oh, look, it's my husband. I'm going to have an out-of-character conversation with him on stage. Absolutely not. And I didn't expect it either. I just smiled and gave a little wave, and she's on stage. You do not do that. That's not the – you just don't. And, again – yeah, what what happened? If anybody knows, I'd love to know. Yeah, I mean that's it's just strange. I you know, and I I don't want this. The I hope people don't think as we've mentioned before some guest interactions and the way some cast members have been acting, and I don't want this to be like uh, people to get the impression that we're bashing cast members because that's not all at all what we're doing. We're just pointing out that something has changed and. Um, you know, they've got rid of a ton of really great cast members. And why is it that we're noticing these experiences, you know, like this? Why is this happening? I, I can tell you that when I was down there in September, I did not notice anything like this. So are they having to accept hiring a lesser cast member now? I, or I honestly is- think that the managers were probably told encourage the cast members to group together now even though they didn't before because of possible guest problems when you spend half your time yelling at people about mass and this and that they don't want a cast member alone to be bullied back that's my guess i don't know that for sure but it feels like it makes sense but again sticking together still guest experience would be first and i guess it's just in people's nature to Like I said, I walk around and it's been so much just in-depth conversations, cast member to cast member on stage all the time, just Mm. nonstop. And again, I feel like I'm kind of a afterthought, you know, you walk past and they're busy doing their own thing. Again, I don't really give a crap. But yeah, I, this I, is I, not I, Walt. If Walt Disney were to uh, be reanimated, I don't think he'd appreciate that. No, I think he, he would say, that, "What yeah. in the living? What? It's this is this was like day one stuff. Do yeah. not do this." We, I, yeah, and and I think John, you've really hit on a great point here. And maybe it isn't as much the cast members' part as it is the to what management expects. I mean, the the thing is when you, as soon as you break that expectation and as soon as you break the, um, 
the the tenant of traditions which is the customer experience and then become somebody that's going to yell at people about wearing their masks and and doing things like that you've you've broken the main tenant of traditions right i mean literally and and i understand i'm not saying i'm not making any kind of statement on anything i'm just simply saying that there's conflicting values there. There is a, you know, almost a, a hypocritical nature to um, talking about guest experiences and stuff, and then all of a sudden becoming the 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 teacher, you know, in the classroom. And so that's not what traditions is, from what I understand, ever been about. And it's probably not what they're teaching, but they're probably uh, contradicting themselves almost by telling their cast members to group up and start yelling at people in front of the castle trying to take a picture, you know? I, I mean, it, it, in a way, if you think about it, it probably shatters the cast members' idea as to how they should, how they should handle their day-to-day -day operation as opposed to what, yeah, the way it I used to be. I definitely don't blame the people who are on stage. Half of them are like, you know 20 year old people that are the lowest level at disney the reason they didn't used to do it is because the managers control all that stuff and would say to stop you're not allowed to do that and then they don't and i have a feeling they must be telling them to stick together right now because nothing else really makes sense uh, i there's no way that the managers were like this is happening everywhere but we don't see it. It's like, no, they definitely, it's its a thing. And again, if it's for a reason, if, if it's for cast safety or if it's something, it, that's fine. I, I understand that. But I do think they're going a little too far with the uh, uh, sometimes making guests feel like they're inconveniencing them because they're in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You right. know, sometimes that's yeah. a little too far. But how do you say that? You know, definitely stick together in groups. But don't pay attention to each other it's like i don't know that's but I, yeah, again it's it's it. not the yeah. end of the world i hope it's temporary but yeah it's just noticeable for us because you know i'm married to a former cast member who knows the rules and made magic for years and that's not how you make magic you focus on the guests always but yeah and they're just not they're focused on each other and if you need something they'll help you Anyway, that was my Magic Kingdom experience, so yay for that. And like I said, I got to ride some awesome rides. All that was good. The Fast Pass thing is a little concerning. And now on Thursday, I went to Epcot, and this is why the Fast Pass thing is also concerning, and I wanted to bring it up for everybody. I uh, I was walking through the park, and I... Uh, you know, I asked my wife, "What, where do, where do you want to, what do you want to ride?" And we looked at the options, and we said, um, "Frozen Ever After" was only thirty minutes. I was like, "Wow, mm. that's really low." I was like, "I would ride it for thirty minute wait." I haven't ridden it in a long time because it's usually, you know, one of the longer waits, and it's not my favorite ride. It's nice, but so anyway, we went. Well, the line was all the way into China. And we asked the person, we were like, is it really 30 minutes? And they said, well, it could be slightly more, but it's about 30. Anyway, the line was, it took about 35 minutes. That's not the bad part. Like, that's that's fine. The bad part is the fast pass thing was going on there as well. 
Mm. Um, not to the extent it was at Splash Mountain and Space Mountain, but there was all there was still a continuous flow of Fast Pass people going in. It never stopped. And here's the problem with the social distance line plus Fast Pass basically stopping that line for long periods of time i found myself standing in the direct sunlight and and it was 90 degrees on thursday so i'm standing in direct 90 degree sunlight waiting for frozen and not walking from you know space to space through sun and shade just stopped like imagine you're stopped and five minutes feels like an eternity when the florida sun is beating down directly on you and i thought to myself i'm all right with it i mean i go running i ran this week i ran five times four times i ran seven miles one time six and that's in direct florida sun so i can handle it but i'm also know what it feels like and i thought to myself i'm looking around and this is to the point of uh it's getting a little bit scary for some guests. Imagine if you were in the park all day. You're not used to the Florida heat, number one. It's been a long day. It's dehydration sneaks up on you very easily in Florida. I know it does. And that's for everybody. And it made me think Disney is going to have a much bigger problem this summer than they did last. Because last summer, not that many people were going to the parks. This summer you are going to be waiting out and in the direct sunlight on many rides. And like I said, the problem is you add fast pass into that. Mm -hmm. You are going to be standing out in the direct sunlight for very long periods of time. So uh, just a word of warning to people, be ready for the heat in a big way. And you could say, oh, I've been to Disney before. I know how to do it. Well, they've never made you stand outside in, in the direct sunlight for long, for extended queues before. This is new. So just be careful. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I'd, I'd hate to hear of anybody, anything serious happening to somebody over something so trivial as waiting in a line for a ride. And here's the other bad part. Like, and after we, you know, we got on the ride after 35 minutes. Uh, we found, this is the first time I think I've ridden this in at least, I don't even know if I've ridden it since the parks reopened. Maybe I did, but if I did, it was in the beginning. They are filling every row of seats because they have big pieces of plexiglass <laughs> between each row. <laughs> and if you've ever ridden this, these pieces of plexiglass are very close to you. Uh, so basically imagine like a foot from your face, a big square that has fingerprints and splashes all over it. So uh, basically, the ride was terrible like that. I, I You could see uh, directly out from one side or the other, but the experience was absolutely terrible. And then in between each, each plexiglass thing, they have, I'd say, about a five-inch gap at the bottom. The people in front of us, the girl's hair came right out through the gap and was down through. And I'm like, you're telling me a cough or a sneeze can't get through that five inch gap that's there. That that plexiglass is 1000 percent there just to, so Disney can say, oh, we've, we're protecting you like it, it. You could cough all you want. And as a matter of fact, that five inch thing is where most of the airflow is going to come through. 
it'll it'll laser focus that cough or sneeze right near your damn face. That's it's worse. Like you'd you'd be better better off saying we're gonna take the risk and let it just go. Hopefully it doesn't go directly at you. This is making it so. Oh, it's going right at you. It's gonna go above and below so it's going to be like a vacuum tube and just pop right in your face if somebody was to cough during the ride there and again i don't care what anybody says like plexiglass can work depending on how it's set up in that in that particular setup i would be hard pressed if you put that thing in a wind tunnel and said where is the air going it's going straight through that five inch gap a huge amount of it and like I said, it's basically concentrating and vacuuming any germs or cough straight into you. And now it's going first row, second row, third row, fourth row. I'm getting a combination vacuum pack from everybody popping right out at me. So if somebody on that thing had COVID, I'll let you know next week because I definitely would have it by now because that stupid cloth mask is not going to help me either. Everything goes right through that too. I'm sure including a cough germ or whatever so again i i'll let you know if i get it or if i even know if i get it but i if 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 it was on that boat i would have had it but anyway my biggest point is i stood in 90 degree sun uh burning up sweating waiting it out for 35 minutes to be on the fourth row of this ride which was not enjoyable at all all i saw was reflection of myself and what's behind me and the dirt and wetness on the plexiglass. It was absolutely not a ride that can handle plexiglass. Like I said, it, it's a nice ride. Normally add plexiglass. It's, it's, it's a third, fourth rate ride. I'm not, it made me think, and my wife agreed. We got out and I said, I wish we would, we just would have went over and done the seas with Nemo Figment, the land that I know they're not as cool, but they're so much better because at least you can see them and experience them. You know, that makes them better than that. I, that, that big thing was just ridiculous. Oh, and they have the same kind of plexiglass on the monorails with four to five inch gaps around. And again, at least on the monorail, you're not in a wind tunnel where it's going to pop directly at you. So it helps a little bit more there. But I had talked to cast members. That That's what I was going to say, too, uh, while we're talking about what's going on at the parks right now. And I think everyone can guess my stance on, you know, COVID-19. Uh, it's definitely a real thing and whatever, whatever. If I were concerned for my health and getting it, I wouldn't be going to Disney at all all the time. I can tell you that. And let me just tell you, for those that are concerned, don't listen to the people online who go, oh, it's perfectly safe. It's safer than my grocery store or whatever, whatever. Nobody was following any rules when I was there these past two days. Nobody cares about six foot. They're coming right up on you. Uh, the cast members selectively enforce the rules. If you look timid enough that you'll listen, they go after you. If you're in a, if you look like you're in a big rowdy group of people, they'll pretend they don't see you. I was in the frozen line with a big group of uh, 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 loud people, uh, eating, drinking, masked down, talking. They covered two or three of those uh, uh, stickers on the ground. And again, the cast member walked up to him two or three times 
And then before she got all the way up, she turned around and just walked away. I think she decided that it's not worth the trouble. So again, if all that stuff is going to spread COVID-19, the cast aren't enforcing it everywhere. I was, uh, there were kids right up on me in Splash Mountain the entire time for probably about 45 minutes. They were bumping right into me. They're everywhere. They, they're, they're licking everything. They're putting their hands in their mouth. They're touching everything, including me. They, they, we, we found a snake. Somebody yelled snake. So I went and I was able to get the snake and flick it into the bushes. It was only a baby black racer, but they, snakes die e- easy. So anyway, I saved a snake at Splash Mountain because he couldn't get over the lip to get back in the weeds. But anyway, we get up to the stairway in Splash Mountain. This is after 50 minutes about in line. And the guy said, are those people with you? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, excuse me. You must stay six feet back. And what, And I'm like, I just spent the last 50 minutes basically living with this guy and his family. Like, <laughs> if, if any of us had it, we're all going to have it. And I told him when I got up the top of the stairs, I said, I didn't say anything to him about that. I don't really care. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I get yelled at all day. I don't know what to do anymore. And I said, I said, he said, um, Basically, the rules don't make sense. And I said, it's not about making sense. It's about making a quantity of them. It, whether they make sense altogether or not, Disney needs to say, here's 47 things we're doing that our managers came up with that's protecting you. Do they make sense? Not all of them. Do they work? Not all of them. Do they make sense together? Not at all, because we only care about entrance cues and only certain parts of them Exit queues are always a free-for-all, and then they place uh, stations for hand sanitizer at exit doors and exit queues, so there's always a huge bottleneck there where people are just bumping right into each other. So, yeah, it's individually, you might be able to justify each one. You put them all together, and it's a confusing mess of conflicting weird things that don't quite work, and nobody can quite get their head around. So, again, if you're concerned about this stuff, no matter what the people who went in August and said it's perfectly safe, it's not the same anymore. And Disney, had they have been trying, but like I said, it's... My last bunch of visits, people just bumped right into me. I was in the Pirates line on a Tuesday, and there were kids that just going around, touching every surface, rattling every chain, uh, eating lollipops, sticking their hand into the water fountain, touching the, the water fountain, drinking part, just everywhere. <laughs> and again, I just pointed it out to my daughter and laughed. I'm like, I'm like, if 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 uh, if there's any COVID nineteen here, this whole family better uh, talk to the um, the casket maker when they get home because they're all gonna get it. Like there's no way they could not have it if it was there. These kids are looking for it. They're licking and crawling and touching and and then imagine they're going back to the room with these adults and probably touching everything there in their face. And I'm like, it is complete free-for-all in most of the line and there are parts where you'll get yelled at for stuff and if you're by yourself and you look like an agreeable kind of guy the cast member will scold you if your thing if your mask goes slightly down but if you're in a big group of rambunctious guests they're probably just going to pretend they don't see you or just look the other way or you know that kind of thing It, it, it depends it's selective enforcement and 
I say this as somebody who watches everything. I go to parks and I don't really one of the main things I do is just watch what's happening around me. So I do notice, and a lot of people don't notice things because they're with their family, they're talking to them, they're doing this and that. And I usually am simply watching what's going on around me. So, and I just spend a lot of time there. And that's what I would say in the end. Uh, Luckily, I'm not sponsored by a travel agent. I guess if I was, I'd have to say everything's perfect and great. It's perfectly safe. Sign up now and go, you know, but, and I do recommend go and I still think it's pretty good overall, but just don't believe everything you hear though. It's not as perfect as they'd like it to be. And as I said last time, I think you'd have to bring in the national guard to handle that crowd level and make sure everybody follows the rules. It's so hard to do. And although I got yelled at, um, I don't even think we talked about that. Whenever I went to the Animal Kingdom last, I think that was like a week ago, um, my mask was near the edge of my nose, meaning I guess if it went just a centimeter down more, my nose could be exposed. And I got told about that in line. (laughs) I, I was told my mask needs to be up higher. And it's like it was covering my nose, but I guess it could have been covering even more. So I pulled my mask up. And I let it slap down right over my eyes and nose as I walked past. (laughs) And my wife, of course, got mad at me. She said, I saw what you did. That was rude. And I I wasn't trying to be rude. And I don't give any cast members problems normally. But, I mean, my mask was up. And I guess I look like a pretty unintimidating guy who's not going to give you any problems. So I'm one of the people that gets told extra, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Do you think that if I walk around here and uh, uh, when we go down in June, like if I wear a sleeveless shirt showing my tattoos and and my beard being they might let you go. They let me. But it'd be better if you had ten other guys that looked just like you and you were and you were drinking a beer and talking oh. loudly in line. They'd be like, ah, we're doing. That's so if I had like a Hell's Angels uh, vest on or something like that, they'd probably let me go. They might. Yeah, there's much more of a much better of a chance that they're just going to let it go. That's the thing, though, John. I think the rules seem to be almost arbitrary, and it's just strange. Uh, It's just I'm not against following the rules. Trust me. I I try and follow them. I really do, and I make sure my kids do. They My kids are taught on a daily basis every day of their life in this household that you follow the rules we follow the rules and if you don't you're going to get in trouble from dad and so my kids will behave and follow the rules and we're not going to cause any trouble but it's hard i think about the cast members Uh, how hard it is for them to i was just going to say have empathy if I gave you 12 bucks an hour, would you say, now go fight with the Hell's Angels? It's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's not what I signed up for. No. It's like, yeah. so yeah, I don't blame them, but I, I only say it because all I hear is the same thing from everybody. I feel like, just like everything else in the world, there is a Disney narrative, and the narrative is it's perfectly safe and everything's great. I feel perfectly safe there, but I have no fear of disease of any kind. I I felt safe before, after, during. I don't care. I I built up my immune system through germs from, from around the world for years before this whole thing, and I felt fine the whole time. I got sick occasionally, but my immune system got better and better and better mm-hmm. over time, where I just... 
don't care. And again, if I get COVID and die, then you can laugh at me. I don't really care. That's fine. I'm not concerned. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's important to note that you're not making judgment on anybody doing anything. You're just saying for your own personal self, this yeah. is how you feel about it. Yeah. And you're following I, the rules and I, you're doing I that. Do. And you're not walking around the parks, like daring somebody to do Honestly, something. And, you know. I'm, I'm still one of the more respectable people at the parks because I am not worried about uh, uh, virus germs. But the amount of kids like with if you if they do studies and not just kids people the amount of people that don't wash their hands when they come out of the bathroom and the amount of studies that have been done with the amount of like fecal matter that's on everything that the mm -hmm. general public touches that disturbs me even more because you will get sick but you won't know why you'll be like oh i just didn't feel good i had a bad headache for it it's like that's your body fighting horrible bacteria that somebody else did not wash off their hands and there is no immune system for that really it just sucks and you got to mm -hmm. deal with it and again i've watched that for years too the amount of people i see walk right out of the stall in the men's room walk straight yeah. out the door i'm like that's just disturbing like really yeah. disturbing i don't know what they're doing in there but i i yeah it makes you think i've always been concerned about what i touch at disney so yeah i'm not a complete crazy person i'm just more concerned about that <laughs> i'm i'm more concerned about those little kids who are touching and licking everything i'd rather not get involved with that but yeah, if they were it. coughing i wouldn't be concerned at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it uh that's and and i've seen the same thing i've seen that everywhere i've gone whether it's uh Knobles grove here in pennsylvania or hershey Remember park here in pennsylvania you know got rid of of the little girl licking this the window yes. that when COVID yeah. first came out, they, they put that up and that was oh, so funny. Oh my goodness. They, it they, disappeared though, but it was so funny. Yeah. I, it, it was something about COVID-19 or spreading. It's like a, just licking the window. I was like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Well, there was literally kids. There was video of kids right before COVID even happened uh, licking the rails and the queue lines and stuff, you know, and putting their putting their mouths and their tongues on the rails. And, you know, I've actually seen that. I've never recorded it, but I've seen it in the parks. It, it wouldn't be my kids, but I've seen other I didn't. I never record that stuff. I just saw stuff this past week that would have been hilarious. But again, I, I'm not going to record somebody else's kid doing anything. I, yeah. You know, that would just be weird to me. Like, if I saw someone recording my kid doing something, I'd be like, yeah. what? What's, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Can't. So, although I kind of regret it, but one of my coolest videos I ever took was uh, I was recording the orchestra at the Grand Floridian, and they were playing Beauty and the Beast, and they just started, and I was just recording around the corner. All of a sudden, a little girl came twirling right into my camera view in a bell costume, and I was like, that is just so perfect. But I stopped recording that. I'm like, I don't want that. I, you know, she's on there for a couple seconds, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not a creep recording other people's kids doing stuff on purpose at least. So. Right. Yeah. And again, it wouldn't have been in a creepy way, but I don't know. It just seems wrong recording people's children doing anything. So I don't. Yeah, I gotcha. I agree. But yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So that that was my trips to Disney. Um, we I I at Epcot after after we went to uh, after we were disappointed by uh, uh, Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. 
We we went to eat at our favorite place at Epcot currently, uh, Sam Eagles Barbecue, whatever it is. So that was good. Um, they added onions to the pick to my homemade pickles, which I don't really care for that much, but they were still good though. I they're trying to wreck it for me. I found something I like. <laughs> so I got that, and I got the brisket, uh, the the barbecue brisket on Texas toast. It was good, but I liked the burger with brisket better. So it was still good though. It was extremely salty, which normally I would say is a bad thing. Like salty enough that I was parched by the time I left. I was so thirsty. But for me, I had already run. I ran six miles that day in the 90 degree heat. And I walked around Epcot, so I'm like, I could use salt. Salt is good when you sweat that much. So I didn't mind. I was like, but if I was just on vacation, I would be like, wow, this is going to be one of those nights where I can't stop my thirst, you know, like mm. just so it was that salty. But again, I liked it. Still good. And then we got uh, ice cream in France. I don't know if you've ever been to the uh, artisan ice cream place in France. No, it I has. Haven't. It, it's supposedly handmade French ice cream. We've been going there for years, but I haven't been in a while. So I got a scoop of chocolate. And my wife got a scoop of uh, strawberry, and that was excellent. The only thing missing is it used to be French people in there serving it, and um, you know now it's Americans. So that 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 always makes it a little bit less fun that reminded me the fact that the international cast members which was such a cool part of epcot is no longer there um which is a big negative thing like talking to people from around the world was great usually the france people seemed uh they were always pretty short with me they seemed like they were just not in the mood to talk to me in any way <laughs> which is exactly what I expect from the French. So it was perfect. I loved it. Every time I go in, I was like, that French person sure didn't want to talk to me, which fits perfect. <laughs> so fits a stereotype, it right? Yeah. yeah, the French people, oh, we don't like Americans much. It's perfect. But anyway, I, I, I do miss that. And uh, so we got ice cream there. And then we... Um, we visited the show place, which is the festival center for a lot of these things now. Very empty. It was mostly just tables, a few food booths. The same piano that's always there it has some flowers around it. And it was kind of sad. It was just mostly empty. And so they didn't really do much for it for flower and garden. It's the first time I bothered going in it for that because I didn't hear about anything being in there. So... Again, it really was kind of disappointing. Um, then we went on, um, we went to the Imagination Pavilion. We rode uh, fi the Figment ride. And the main reason I rode it was there was no wait, and I wanted to see the jumping fountains. I heard they were back. So I rode it, came out of there, and went up the stairs, and they turned off the jumping fountains i guess they must turn it off at night or so i missed it but one thing i noticed in there too was there there were multiple shirts and figment was green in them what? isn't that weird like i've never it is weird i didn't know if that was a mistake or they're trying to make a change but he's the purple dragon but there was literally two or three uh flower and garden festival items where he was green mm. 
And maybe the people they hired just didn't realize he's green. Yeah, someone know. made a mistake or something. But but then uh, so anyway, Journey into Imagination was was fine. Sad to say, I enjoyed it more than uh, Frozen because I, it was just so impacted. At least I could actually enjoy that and enjoy the experience for what it was. I still think it needs to be redone, but. And then we went on one more ride. We decided to go on uh, Living with the Land. And that was a mistake again. The plexiglass is so bad on that. There's plexiglass uh, curtains or, or maybe just plastic curtains. I guess you could say they're probably not plexiglass. But mm. you can't see through them very well. And so riding on Living with the Land, you can. I was on the right. So I looked out to the right. And I could see things as I'm going by it through that box. And my wife could look out on the left and see through the box. It was not anywhere near as good an experience like that. It's just not. It's not. It does not feel that great. Like, I, I just, I don't, I think Frozen Ever After is not worth waiting for right now. I definitely would say I, I wouldn't recommend waiting for it. And unfortunately, I hate to say it because Disney will get rid of it, but the land is not really worth waiting for either. Um, you could always wait for it to be empty and go and get the front seat and then it's perfect. And honestly, you don't have to wait long because they ruin the experience. So less and less people will ride it at all. And Disney management will probably go, oh, look, people don't like to get rid of it. You know, let's make a new empty building because we don't need to put anything in there. So, but that's, mm -hmm. that's my thought on that. It was absolutely terrible not having the front and wouldn't recommend that either and speaking of that i did want to touch too i know we usually don't do news but with this new what's going on in the parks thing news kind of creeps into it occasionally um we're definitely not a news podcast but i i i heard another piece of ridiculousness on the news saying oh uh, disneyland is going to expand and Here's the reason why I don't like to hear that. Disneyland's been closed for over a year now. A lot of the cuts that have been cut in Florida, including employees, have, have to do with the fact that Disneyland is closed. Why on earth would you make a huge investment in Disneyland right now? After they've been closed for over a year, normally Disney needs to catch up they need to come back they don't just do that kind of thing and especially at the expense of florida they had what was the last figure like 900 million dollars worth of project was cut at florida and you have the nerve to say oh now we're gonna do some new stuff at disneyland which has been closed it's like i feel like they are taking the success of florida and investing it in a place that doesn't even allow them to open for over a year. Just to me, that is such backward priority. That does not make any sense at all. Another reason that it upsets me is when my wife was laid off, they said one of the reasons they need to cut the employees even more at Disney World, even though it's open, is they have to make up for the losses in California. There's nothing coming in there. So Florida is unfortunately going to make up for that. They're a lot bigger, and that's where the cuts have to come from to make up for the, the California losses. Well, why on earth would you give all this money back investing in California then, the place that has not allowed you to open or make money for every year? And what makes them think 
that things are going to go better in the future. I mean, when you give uh, uh, basically superpowers to government, do they ever give it back? Or do they tend to use it uh, onward into the future? Like the next time somebody says, oh, it's flu season, or is it something else? Is Disneyland going to close down again? My guess would be it will close down just as soon as they possibly can because the the government is not known for uh, their restraint. The government, in, in its most basic form, does not give back, does not. When, when it's given powers, it doesn't like to give them back. It wants to mm-hmm. keep them. And uh, the newest mm-hmm. item in government toolbox is shut down, shut down. Do you really think they're not going to use it again as soon as they can for whatever reason? Why on earth would you invest in a place like that? You're basically telling the California government, thank you, this is great shut us down even more we're gonna we're gonna invest in this property and make it even better it's like that is not that's that's the opposite of sense to me and to go along with it um they recently closed down the main street confectionery and i i'll i'll ask you were you upset with the main street confectionery did you notice that it really needs to be redone in any way shape or form do you ever think that? I've never once walked into that place and thought this thing is outdated. We need more. We <laughs> it's need based more on the 1800s. IP. Why isn't it modern? Like, we we need to modernize this and make but, it make it look like goofy and well, like uh, you know put I more was, IP in. I was going to say, don't know anybody who thought that either. It's another yeah. one of those things. It's universally it's iconic. loved. It, it's it a, looks it's an great. Iconic it has a cool setup. I used to love going in there and seeing them making the Rice Krispie treats and everything right in the middle. I was like, yeah, it's great. I love that place. And again, do I really care if they change it? Honestly, I don't. I, right. I have no real nostalgic the, the connection to it. The impact is minimal. Yeah. But here's my problem, though. Take a, take a five-minute walk up from the Main Street Confection. Make a right. And... Look to your left and say, wait a minute, here's an empty stitch building. Why don't you do something with that? Just do something with it. I mean, what what on earth is your problem with taking beloved rides, attractions, and stores and going, hey, I know. Let's get rid of the Polynesian entrance. Everybody loves that. Oh, I know. One of the most beloved stores, the Main Street Confederate, it needs to be changed. It's like, why don't you fill the empty building? I swear, I, if... if I know you had said that uh, Josh Demara was seen in the parks. He better hope that I don't see him because I'm going to walk right up to him and say, what is wrong with you, buddy? Like, come on, please explain this to me. Yeah. Like, like the, you're taking what people love the most and saying, that's what needs to change right now. Even though we're low on money, this empty building, yeah, uh, let's leave it empty. And right across from it, the laugh floor, are you going to open it or not? It's been really crowded at Walt Disney World, and they're not opening it. So my hmm. guess is no. But guess what? That's a dead corridor. You walk through it. I actually recorded walking through that, which it used to be a very busy place. I walked from the hub into there, and I posted it in a story, and everyone said, wow, the crowds sure are low. And I was like, no, the crowds aren't low. There's just nobody right here. You know, The crowds are very high. And it's like a dead corridor in Tomorrowland. And again, if you don't have money, that's fine. But you're investing in California now. You're 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 redoing Splash Mountain, which has the longest damn wait in the whole park consistently every day. 
You're redoing the Main Street confectionery? You're tearing apart the Polynesian? Who asked for this stuff? Like, I swear to God, there's somebody working at Disney who was, like, abused at Walt Disney World in the 80s or something, and all they want is that stuff to disappear, get rid of anything that could remind you of the past. It's like, but what? what fix what's broke. Just fix what's broke. You're They're absolutely killing me. And yeah. it's funny, this whole podcast has gone along. A lot of it, a lot of it, it spurred from the post that I had. Of, uh, and this leads me to what's going on on my Instagram. I posted a video of walking from uh, Tomorrowland into Space Mountain. And basically the transition mm-hmm. of, of being outside in Tomorrowland to entering the star tunnel and the music hits you and the lighting hits you and the announcements come over and you feel like you're in a completely different world and it is so well done and one of the things i mentioned with it was i i I said imagineering perfection no ip needed and i got a really good response from that surprisingly i thought people you know would take that as Mm -hmm. not being nice or something but that is true imagineering at its best it's not recreating anything that your boss told you make this and oh look my boss said make sure you do this because we need to sell more products and stuffed animals of that and it's perfect imagineering and you know that's one of the other things i wanted to mention these imagineers now that are making all these horrible changes to things I, I I just I I haven't been happy with Imagineering for a while either. I guess you could say I feel like all of the actual Imagineers have retired and gone. There may be a few around as tokens, but they're just not there anymore. And uh, Imagineering used to be about coming up with unique, one of a kind ideas that were just amazing. Now it's simply about make something to sell more product and it's it's not the same thing anymore and i think i can see from ride after ride the direction it's going and change after change like Mm -hmm. i i just don't i i think they have a severe uh well it's not them anyway but management has a severe priority they're making changes where changes are not needed they're ignoring what's empty and again where is the play pavilion in epcot epcot is a giant hole you cut 900 million dollars from it and then say now we're going to build a new park in california but look at the big picture oh california is closed down for over a year so we need to cut epcot but now we're going to invest in california it's like, wait a minute. If you look at all these things as one company, you would your your brain would explode and go, well, that that doesn't make any sense at all, you know. But everybody forgets about that. It's like, well, the cuts were announced months ago. This was announced now, so it's two different things. It's like, well, connect the dots a little bit. Let's. I'm always a big picture guy. I look at the whole thing, so I'm always bothered when things don't make sense. And I think most people don't care. They read one announcement, forget about it, read the next announcement. But the uh, people in charge at Disney World are supposed to be smart enough to look at the big picture. And who the hell is getting paid to look at this right now? Because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree. They uh, basically tore up uh, Epcot with big plans to do something there, which, you know, agree or disagree. And I think we've been pretty clear that um, we're, we're not big fans of 
all the things that they were proposing, but they basically scrapped half of that stuff and um, have come up with the Epcot revitalization light, you know, cutting all this stuff. And now they're just applying a new strategy to shore up California. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all to me. I mean, honestly, if you're, if you're from a business perspective, if you're faced with having a park that is constantly at risk by intervention from forces that you can't control, why do you want to expand that? Why do you put more money into it? Put why wouldn't you put less money into it or move somewhere else where you have oh, more yeah. freedom? At I mean, the very least, wait and see how it goes. These things don't tend to be isolated incidents. Probably, yeah, like that's this. the so thing. Let's just see how it goes. Uh, wait a year and think about this thing. But uh, and here's the other thing: When are we all going to stop uh, jumping up and down at every announcement that Disney made? Yeah, I brought up before full size theater on Main Street was announced. Everybody stood up and clapped. This is going to be a game changer, whatever, whatever. They just quietly canceled. It doesn't mean anything. Their announcements, uh, a, a large percentage of the announcements they made for Epcot. Well, they just cut them. Yeah, California's closed. Mary Poppins. No, no Mary Poppins. It's gone. Don't worry about it. But again, so when are we all going to learn to stop? jumping up and down and clapping for every announcement they do. People act like Disney's announcements are some kind of accomplishment. Yeah. Why don't you let me know when the project starts, you know? Yeah. Because there's been way too much uh, bullcrap announcements made that never pan out. And again, as far as Epcot goes, I think the only thing that most of us people who actually like Epcot thought was a good idea was the three-story festival center, and I think that's cut. It is. And yeah. which means the entire thing is simply beating on Epcot, which that brings me back to Epcot. One of the things I thought about as I was leaving Epcot on Thursday, this used to be my favorite park, and it's just not anymore. In And I used to love Future World. I used to love the World Showcase. And World Showcase no longer has people from around the world there. It's no longer has that Illuminations unity feel. It's just Disney crap at this point. And the food is not as good. I, I used to love to go to the food booths and enjoy eating like that. The price has gone up and the quality down to the point where I don't even care to do it anymore. It's just not that great. And uh, so, yeah, Epcot is definitely not my favorite park. It's officially just not the epcot i loved is not there anymore there's a few pieces of it around it's just it's been it's been beaten down and we'll see if the new version's better maybe i'm just old but and honestly my new favorite is going back to the magic kingdom so i guess they have to destroy that now i really <laughs> did enjoy that yeah. and the reason that that's my new favorite is i can walk back from it now the reason i used to not like it is the end of the night being trapped and the monorail's full, the boat is full, lines everywhere, nowhere to go. Just it was an awful experience at the end of the night. Now I get to take a nice walk. Mm. I love walking. So for yeah. for me that makes a huge difference and that makes the Magic Kingdom back to a great park. But yeah, I really do miss Epcot, but in my opinion it's gone. 
Epcot doesn't exist anymore. There's there's a few pieces of it still in that park that's in its place. But. Yeah, that's it's you know it's a park, but it's not Epcot like we remembered it. You know. Well, I remember it from three years ago, and I loved it then. So even that 2017 Epcot, it wasn't perfect, but I like I liked it a lot. It it worked. It it still held me as my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. I love the music. I love the the feel of future world. I love the little things you could do. I love the food. I love the cast members, especially the international mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, not anymore. The food quality went down. The price went up. Future world was knocked down. The uh, international cast went home. And here we are. Uh, that was enough. The, the music was turned off. And now, you know. Easy listening 102 is on instead. So I'm not, so far I've heard nobody who says the new Epcot music is better. I keep hearing from people saying it sounds generic and just, and it is, it's good. You know, if I went into uh, Macy's and that's what was playing, I would say, yeah, it was nice. I don't know. It didn't bother me, Hmm. but (laughs) I'm not in Macy's. I'm in, well, I was in future world. I don't know what I'm in now. A giant pile of rubble at some theme park that like is really into serving alcohol for some reason i don't know yeah just not i don't know it used to be my favorite and now i it's just not i a matter of fact it's rapidly going to number four you know and those those big monstrosities too are in the middle of the oh, the big tacos yeah they're right in the middle of the lake now there's three they're completely wreck every picture of world showcase you could ever imagine they're they're unbelievably big and every time i go there too they're not going to be able to put water on those things it's going to blow right into the crowd they're way too big and there's always a breeze especially at night going over that area it's going to be so hard to do at the very least there's going to be occasionally be and they can't be that spectacular it's just going to be too messy so Yeah. yeah epcot it was a good park um I'd have to say it's probably my number four at this point. Even even the pieces of Hollywood Studios, I guess I like better. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that's not really even a park, but it's a bunch of pieces of parks. It's good, good pieces though. Yeah, yeah, hard to hard to navigate sometimes. So anyway, that's better. what I that's what I wanted to talk about. I have one more I have one more thing to mention. Okay. Too for all you people out there who said, you know, this this guy complains. If you don't like it, don't go. All this kind of stuff. Well, I just want to remind everybody. I love Walt Disney World enough that I planned and made plans and took probably about twenty years and actually moved right next to Walt Disney World on purpose because I love it so much. So I do have an interest in it. I'm not an occasional. Uh, vacationer i'm not i i i i'd be willing to bet for most people i have more of a vested interest in love than you do which is why i live right here i don't do it because i love the florida heat and snakes and such i love walt disney world and i wanted to live close enough that i could go to it whenever i want and I do, and that's why I get upset when it's not when I see things that don't quite make sense to me. It upsets me if I feel like the direction is wrong. And and I want to say that that adds to your passion. That has a lot to do with why you feel so deeply about these things. I mean, uh, yeah, 
I don't think you thought to yourself, I'm going to move down here. I've seen on, you know, your personal Instagram, which I won't give out or any, or say anything, but I've seen <laughs> a video of scorpions and snakes oh, and yeah. bugs, insects and all kinds of stuff that you found <laughs> in your travels. And yeah. I thought to myself, holy crap, I never knew there were scorpions in Florida. <laughs> I didn't either until I actually saw one. So, you know, and and I won't, like, I would love to move down there at some point, and I will not tell my wife, who hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast still, I will not tell her that there are scorpions in Florida because that would be a game changer for her. (laughs) That would be the shutdown of the conversation. I I did just want to point that out, though, because there are some people that just have a lot of opinions about everything and always something to say. But like I said, in my case... I I I fell in love with being at Walt Disney World so much that I was willing to uh, move here, relocate my family and myself here, and literally change my entire life over a theme park. And you know that might sound stupid to a lot of people, but that explains I I am passionate about it. It does upset me, and it's sad. My daughter's the same way. Like she's been so disturbed by the what Disney has been doing for such a for the past like couple of years that it like breaks her heart sometimes to even go. It's like she doesn't want to go, but she still loves it. But it just to see that what they are doing to everything is just not. It, it, it she's like they're destroying my childhood is what it feels like to her and that goes along with the splash mountain thing that was her favorite ride as a little kid and she loves splash mountain and who would guess that they would literally get rid of that like it, it's just not something you could ever fathom and you know and and then i think i posted the great movie ride this week too and she said the same thing about that she's like you know it she says it literally hurts her to think she'll never ride that again. It's just so sad, you know, to, to even remember it. It's just sad. And, you know, I, I don't think that the new ride is an improvement that would make you forget that ride. It's nice, but it's not, it, it does not erase your memories of what it replaced. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it went from, like you said, it went from epic a a list attraction or e ticket attraction to 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 maybe i mean maybe it's yeah it's cute (laughs) Cute. and and it's nice it's it's nice it it may be bordering on an e-ticket attraction like maybe and and maybe it is an e-ticket but it's if even if it is an e-ticket attraction it's just borderline and i i like it you know like i said it's nice but it's not epic it doesn't create this these memories of something that went above and beyond so i i don't know i i mean again uh, i I think that at first some people would argue, maybe make an argument and say how great it is and stuff. But if you really sit down and you reflect on it, is that a ride that you're going to remember 20 years from now and think, man, that thing was so epic. I I don't think so. Once again, that falls into priorities, though, too, because it's right next to Animation Courtyard, which has shut down Little Mermaid, shut down... uh, uh, launch bay or or unneeded launch bay it yeah. has the kids dance things it's like a complete dead spot when you go there there's nothing going on there so again the premier ride right in the middle of the park 
let's change that and let's ignore an entire section that's pretty much dead now just a dead part of the park it's like priorities you know when your park is running on all cylinders and everything's going great well maybe you could do something with great movie ride why not it's like but no, let's let's do that first. It's just like when they changed the sign going into Tomorrowland with these grand plans for what they're going to do in the future to change it. It's like, where are those plans? I had so many people tell me, well, it's part of the big thing they're going to change. It's like they're doing nothing. And they cut that so quick. And now they want to put that they're, they're probably going to take the money for the plans they were supposed to do with that. And hey, let's give it to California. The empty parks that make no money. Let's invest yeah. in there. That's smart, Disney. Yeah, that's awesome. Fifteen percent. That's what they're going to let back in the park and in Disneyland. Yeah. And guess how long that's going to last? It'll last a long time. I'll bet you most of the year probably. But anyway, let's talk yeah. about my. Yeah, what, how, what worked for you on uh, social media this? Week? Well, the I just wanted to bring up. Uh, the Space Mountain one that kind of inspired my trip to Disney and inspired some of what we talked about. Um, that did pretty good. It reached 83,000 people, 3,300 likes. Uh, that's, that, that one was pretty good. That's my just walking into Space Mountain. It had 51 comments. And just to give perspective to that, most people think you need to have, uh, you know, when they post stuff, they post the exciting parts, mm-hmm. pictures, uh, here's the castle, whatever. When you can post simply walking into a queue, just a small mm-hmm. little video, walking into a queue and get that kind of response, that means you're doing something right. Like the people who made that ride where they hit on to something so well and so unique and so one of a kind that everybody just loves it. But my top performing post, though, is... Uh, expedition everest Hmm. which it's just a minute on expedition everest it it was from my uh my my visit last week and again that tends to do really well i think because it gets so many shares probably um has six thousand eight hundred and seventy four likes that's pretty darn big wow yeah uh, 145 comments if comments are so long that i didn't even read them all it got to the point where and that rarely ever happens. It's just so... And then 971 shares. So almost 1,000 shares. That's that's where the reach comes in. The, the reach was 161,944. So almost 162,000 people were reached. Mm. Here's the disappointing part. This is a huge post. It, it had a huge reach. There are so many people that do not follow me that must see my stuff all the time i got 154 followers for this post which honestly when you look at the reach it's like almost everyone who saw it and thought it was awesome was like yeah but i won't like that account but that's the weird thing about instagram and i was gonna say uh i forget which one it is i think my newest one my newest post on facebook Here's another weird thing. Like my Facebook account is a very weird anomaly. Like it doesn't make sense at all. I uh, I posted the uh, uh, flight of passage, and I, I only have a couple thousand followers on uh, Facebook because I think you need to pay somebody to actually get anything at this point. Like at this point in the game, there's not much 
natural growth going on. You either pay them or you don't really grow. So, and I honestly don't really care. So I just let it go. And, but my flight of passage, I think I had 18 likes and 22 shares. So there are more people that take my stuff on Facebook and use it than would even like my stuff. So I have a feeling, especially on Facebook, I am a huge source for people. I am a source for all those great accounts that simply take other people's videos and pictures and use them for their own and Mm -hmm. accumulate more followers than I have. So I would just like to say, if you follow a lot of those types of accounts, I personally say that you actually do a disservice to the people who make the real content. And I know a lot of them, some of the people are really nice and all, but it just does bother me at a certain point that if all you do is take what other people post and repost it all in one place for your account and you get more followers than they do and more everything, like they actually make money from it. It's just kind of a sad state, you know? So just remember mm-hmm. you do that to people when you don't <laughs> like the little guy and you only like the big, big one. Like, for example, Must Do Travels has shared my Everest videos and they've had millions of views. So that obviously generates income for them. They're a huge account with millions of views. With my video, I got nothing. From it. I get no money from it. People are not following me from it. Like I literally get no new followers or anything from it. So just remember when you're like, oh, I love must do travels. It's like they are cool. I enjoy those videos, too. But the people that they use, the word use should be underlined because I've never made a dime from social media at this point in time. And my stuff has been seen by millions. And I don't even get the following recognition in comparison to what I do. And even on Instagram, my reach is probably in the millions at this point. I don't get the followers though. My stuff's just used. There there are certain uh, South American sites that almost everything they post is one of my videos Hmm. or pictures. I'd say 90% plus of their posts are mine. And they're doing better than me and they're monetizing it and they're using it in other ways. And it's like, I don't know how to feel about that. I, I'm glad that they're doing well, and I don't want to say you can't use my stuff, but at the same time, it gets to be sad after a while that I do all the actual work for free, and I don't get anything out of it, you know? So just something to yeah. think about. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's really interesting, John. Um, we'll have a, Maybe we'll have to look into the future as to how to, uh, you know, how to monetize a little bit. But, uh, you know, if, that, if that's where hey, we want to go with it. but I need to do a Patreon, which you want to hear what I re- really think? You could only imagine. <laughs> 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 we'll do a Patreon, what I really Patreon think. Patreon special, yeah. <laughs> It'll be All rated the, R. Lots the, of CWDW Unleashed. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually thought about that on my Instagram. I see a lot of people do Patreons for just special footage. Yeah. I thought about doing a Patreon and saying to view my full videos of these things. Like, I never posted my full video of Everest from the one that got a hundred that reached one hundred sixty thousand. 
I didn't do my full video of walking into Space Mountain. It's it's a couple minutes long. I did like 40 seconds. I could say if you want to see the full vid- videos of all these, I'll post them in a special place. You can yeah. access them. Yeah. I thought maybe something like that if people were interested. But be a great idea. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know. That's something we can look into. So, John, where can they find you online? Speaking of social media. Uh, you can find me at c.wdw at instagram and facebook and c.uo on instagram and cwdw on youtube okay very good you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e-e giant rat and at this point i'm just going to say instagram because i do not use twitter anymore um i'm just not a fan of the twitter verse anymore how do you spew hate then that's exactly (laughs) it's not spewing i can't stand to read it from any side whatsoever either side one or another i just i can't do it anymore it went from being something where i could use it to stay in touch with news about some celebrities i really like to now it's nothing but politics and social commentary and all this and i just i i i don't i don't want to hear that stuff right now you know i mean if i want to i'll i'll look for it but uh yeah it's not what i originally signed up for and now it's you know i never liked it so i never went through to like it and and it's that's the thing it's not even opinions it's just hatred it's anger and hatred and that's all it is I never understood it, really. And I think it's because I am the kind of person that, you know, I I remember I got married in Las Vegas and there was a uh, Mike Tyson, I think, first Buster Douglas, the one where he bit the guy's ear. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was going on in the hotel I was staying at. I didn't even know it because I'm, you know, I was a person. I just was like, oh, yeah. I, I was at the MGM Grand and there were celebrities everywhere and I recognize the, the the older brother from uh, the Wonder Years, but I think he's the one of the only ones I even recognize. There was entourages everywhere, celebrities everywhere, and I'm just so ignorant to them that I don't even, I don't even, I don't. They could bump right into me as person. Mm-hmm. So I never cared about Twitter because I don't care what most people have to say either. You know, especially famous people. Yeah, and that's the thing. If that's your thing and you can find a space to really enjoy yourself on there, hey, good for you. I just couldn't. It's just, it's gotten, it it was to the point where I just had to delete it off of, you know, my devices and I just don't care anymore. I, I, I just don't have time for that negativity in my life. I got my own business. I got my own family. I got my family. I got a regular day job to go along with it. There's just too much going on for me to really mess with that. Yeah, me too. I yeah. I already work two jobs and I run two social media accounts and there you I go. Already, I already get in trouble for neglecting my home life. <laughs> yeah, between all my other things, so I don't need any more. Same here. So, but yeah, I mean, I I I don't post as regular on Instagram, but I do still love Instagram. So, uh, the giant rat on Instagram. So, all right, that's gonna do it for this week. Next week, well. I'll just, I guess we'll just see you next week. Stay safe on your adventures.